0: Must be an animal. Come here, the animal. Talking animal. Talking
1: animal.
0: It walks like an animal. Talks like an animal. Must be an animal. Come here, the animal. Good morning. This is Talking Animals on WMNF. I'm Duncan Strauss, and my guest today could be you, or you, or you. Which is to say, once every year or two, I jettison the chief component of the Talking Animals format, a long-form interview with a single guest, so as to give voice to a broader array of animal organizations and leaders who can briefly describe their organizations, promote upcoming fundraisers, adoption events, or other gatherings, call attention to pending legislation, highlight an issue that may have gone under notice, and so on. For a number of reasons, today seemed like a fitting time to reprise this segment, which can also provide airtime to listeners who may have important animal-oriented information to announce or comments to offer on animal welfare news, issues, and more. There are two main ground rules to give as many people a, a chance as possible. I do ask folks to keep their calls brief, maybe two to three minutes. And please do not mention the price or cost of any product, service, or event, even if it's free. We'll be taking the calls randomly at 813-239-9663. I think we've already got some uh, uh, eager beavers uh, calling in, as we say in the animal references. Uh, So, uh, and while brief phone conversations are really kind of the focus of today's show, I will, of course, consider reading emails sent to DJ at WMNF.org or text sent via 813-433-0885. Shorter messages will probably stand a better chance of being included and um, throughout the hour we'll likely also hear some animal songs including some recent ones that uh, were sent to me by uh, WNS music director the fabulous Flea comedy piece some of the usual uh, components depending on how the, the show shapes up but let's, uh, let's put one of our first callers on the air that started in just uh, I think around the time the NPR News kicked in um, so let's take that call now Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF? Hello? Hello, you're on Talking Animals on WNF.
2: Hi there, this is Maria with the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. Hi Maria. And hi, we just want to uh, mention we will be at the St. Pete Pride Parade this Saturday. And we hope to see everyone out there. It's from 2 o'clock to 10 p.m. And we will be walking in the parade. Um, If you want, you can get your St. Pete Pride merch at our store, our retail store at the shelter as well, and online.
0: Okay, Um, and I assume that would then help raise funds to support some of the programs that the Humane Society of Tampa Bay uh, is undertaking at all times.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Our retail store helps fund taking care of the animals at the shelter, Mm -hmm. and so every dollar spent at the store goes back to the animals.
0: That's great. So um, any uh, website we should uh, be on the lookout for, a particular social media page that specifically highlights what you're telling us about the Pride Parade?
2: A hundred percent. So um, our website is org. You can get information there. You can also shop at our store online um, at that location. And we have Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, and um, Instagram. So and LinkedIn.
0: Find us online there as well. Okay, so yeah, uh, you haven't really gotten into the social media thing. It sounds like
2: yes, hundred <laughs>
0: percent.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we're cool. just dipping our toe in
0: it. Right. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Okay, Maria. Well, that's great to know, and I appreciate the the call and the info. And I'm sure our listeners do as well. We can find out more at the online, website.
2: And just real quick to mention, we're at. 3607 North Armenia Avenue. We're open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to
0: 5 p.m. That's great. All right. Well, you, you shoehorn a lot of stuff into that call, so that's really great. That's the ideal way to do it. Thank you so much, Maria. Thanks. Have Bye-bye. a great day. You too. All right. Let's take another one right now and see what happens. Hi, you're on Talking Animals uh, on WMNF. Hello. Are you there? Oh, maybe we lost you in the, in the interim? Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, let's see if this one is for this show. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF. Hey, Duncan. Great show. I appreciate listening and uh, keep it up. Oh, cool. Thanks. Did you have anything you wanted to uh, mention or uh, by way of an animal organization or event or adoption event or anything else that we should know about? Uh, it's, just, it's just great to be uh, on top of the food chain and uh, a good steward of this earth. Okay, that's good enough for me. All right, well, thanks so much for your call. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF.
3: Mary Riley, can you hear me?
0: I'm sorry, say that the first part again. We missed, I think, just the very beginning.
3: My name is Mary Riley. Okay. I live in the Florida. I want to open a cat cafe. And I would like to have anybody who's interested in the idea to reach out to me and do some collaboration.
0: Well, that's very interesting. So have you been to a number of cat cafes around, Mary?
3: I've seen them online. I've been to one in Milwaukee. There was a line of people to get in. It was so popular. So many people cannot have pets. And I want it to be an education center about communicating with animals as well.
0: Well, that sounds great. So, I mean, I, I'm sure you know that some of the key elements of uh, cat cafes tend to be, uh, of course, that there's cats there. But uh, for, like you say, if, often for people who don't, for one reason or another, can't have cats uh, of their own at home. But also there's usually a pretty strong adoption element. Is that kind of what you foresee for your cafe?
3: Yes, I would like to partner with a shelter who have cats that need homes.
0: Right. Well, this sounds great. So is this sort of just at the uh, formative stage? Is this kind of the idea, or have you taken any steps to find, like, a location or something else that people would be interested in? Everything,
3: everything, Duncan. I'm, I'm right at ground zero. So any help, any ideas, fundraising, all of that.
0: Okay, so I guess the key question is since you're kind of seeking help and collaboration would be how how would people who are interested in maybe getting involved with the uh, the cat cafe idea what's their best means for reaching you mary
3: I think the best is my Facebook page, which is life of Riley living okay and that's our I-L-E-Y.
0: Okay, I suspected as much. Okay, that's great. So they could just go to Facebook, search for Life of Riley Living, and then they'll, they'll land on your page, and they can contact you directly from there if they're interested in uh, either suggesting some ideas or getting more involved in the actual execution of your Cat Cafe idea. Yeah. Is that right? Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for Thanks. calling me. Well, good luck thank on you. the cafe. The, what a great idea. Thanks. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF? Hello? Oh, maybe we lost that one too. Okay, that's all right. We'll come back. So again, if you uh, have ideas, suggestions, comments, anything you'd like to uh, um, get on the air today, that's the whole premise of today's show is instead of having a a guest and kind of a long-form interview as we typically would do on any given Wednesday on Talking Animals, we're inviting all kinds of folks just to call in and make any kind of comment they would like uh, about their organization, if they lead one, if they volunteer at one, uh, if there's just maybe a new one that people haven't really had a chance to get to know about that you want to highlight, uh, issues that you think are not getting enough attention. I've got some definitely issues in the news that I will get to at some point as time permits, um, including a uh, sort of a controversial bear issue that happened over on my side of the state in South Florida, but uh, anyway, again, the, the way to get involved, there's a couple of different ways, of course, is 813-239-9663 if you want to call in. You can also email dj at WMNF.org or text uh, via 813-433-0885. So um, maybe what we'll do is hear a, look, a brief animal song as people hopefully uh, join us by one or more of those means. And this is... Uh, one of those from Fleece, and not surprisingly, it's Elvis Costello with it. It's a brief little ditty called Elvis from Elvis Costello called Pete the Cat on Talking Animals on WMNF. Call us at 813 239 9663 or email dj at wmnf.org. Pete the Cat is one groovy dude, he'll
4: put you in. And- is that
0: Elvis Costello with Pete the Cat here on Talking Animals on WMNF, where, again, we're inviting all kinds of folks to uh, call in, write in, if they have any kind of events they want to highlight, uh, adoption events, uh, fundraisers, uh, any kind of issues that are uh, in the news or should be and maybe aren't getting as much attention as uh, you think they should, or anything else that uh, would... Be animal related, that you think this would be a good chance to give it a little bit of airtime that it might not otherwise get. 813 239 9663 or WMF, uh, DJ at WMNF.org by way of email, or of course you can text if that's uh, easier for you. 813 433 0885. So I'm still not sure. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF? Hey, Duncan. Hey, who's this? This is Catherine a 401 wild Life. Oh, great. Hey, Catherine.
1: I would love to tell your animal-loving audience about a new and exciting revolutionary product for rat control.
0: Sure,
1: by all means. Yeah, no rats is not an option for a lot of places like animal shelters and sanctuaries, zoos, farms, stables, hay barns. So this product was invented by two women several years ago, but they didn't have great marketing, so they are now... EPA approved and registered in all 50 states, including Florida. This is a birth control for rats. No more poisons. Those nasty bait boxes that are outside of every single commercial building in this country and your homes that they refill with poison every month can be refilled with this. And this is not a sterilant. It doesn't make them sterile. It's just like a monthly birth control dosage.
0: Wow. It, yeah,
1: and it's tasty to them. You know, rats get box shy and they get trap shy. They learn that they felt sick last time they ate out of that box where it killed their friends and family so they they stopped taking it it becomes very hard to control them and they reproduce very very quickly so this is this is really cool and mange is a just an increasing chronic problem in our wildlife and, and killing the you know birds of prey so this does not hurt the food chain at all
0: and i'm sorry if i missed it but i don't did you say the name of the product itself uh, did i i don't sure. think so. i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> it's called Contrapest. Okay. And the,
1: yeah, and the company is called Sines Tech and I sound like an infomercial, but I have no affiliation to this company. It's just as a humane wildlife control company. We're very excited about this because we are totally non-lethal, and we do not like, you know, the way rats are managed.
0: So. Yeah. And is, uh, this website, pretty ra- oh, is this pretty readily available? Is it only through their website? I was, that's what I was just about to ask, in fact.
1: Yeah, they have, um, they're building a list of preferred providers.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: can buy it directly. And if you are an animal shelter or sanctuary or something, I encourage you to reach out to them and let them know that, and they'll give you a pretty good discount because they really they really are a great company. It's a small company, family-type business. It's, it's very cool. So, so for so now, uh, we
0: just search for ContraPest uh, Contra online. Contrapest.
1: Yep, dot com is their website.
0: Okay, cool.
1: They have another website that's easier to remember for me. It's com.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's certainly uh, more colorful at the very least. Yeah, So. Yeah, that's
1: uh, really exciting. Well, they this have a new sounds... system, too, they just came out with for now up in the rafters. So you can mount this up there for rats that are up in the rafters and warehouses and barns and stuff.
0: Wow. Well, this sounds great for people who, uh, again, as you noted, those... Rat bait things are, you know, obviously troubling and disturbing people. just just so many people just can't bring themselves to do that, rightly so, I suppose. But this is like a way to, like, control the population and still be friendly and humane about it, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't get rid of it. You know, if if you're in an environment where rats are going to flourish, they're always going to be there. So there's no such thing as a safe poison, no matter what anybody says or what the companies tell you. There's no such thing.
0: Yeah, the the, the key tip-off is the word poison in that phrase. Exactly,
1: exactly, and they keep making them worse and worse, and the one that they're calling a safe poison now, it takes 120 milligrams to kill a dog, and there's no way the vet can save them. There's no antidote. Oh, oh, jeez. So we need to get away from these poisons. So I'm really excited about this, and I wanted to get the word out about it.
0: That's so great. Well, this is exactly the kind of thing that we have this kind of show for as a way to just call attention to something that might not otherwise get the kind of spotlight that it deserves. So this is fantastic. Thanks, Catherine. Thank you. All great right. show. Thanks. All right, this is Talking Animals on WMNF. Again, we are inviting people to call in at 813-239-9663. If you have anything you want to highlight, this is like uh, a great uh, thing. This is a perfect example of why we kind of do these shows every year or two, just because I don't know that that would necessarily make it onto the the main show, although it probably should and probably would maybe with the story of the, the woman that created this. And, uh, you know, it sounds like it took a while after they did to um, – get it marketed uh, properly. But uh, anything that you'd like to uh, note, um, again, uh, about an animal organization, or rescue, somewhere that you volunteer for, maybe a place that you lead, somewhere that has an upcoming adoption event or some other um, fundraiser or something notable that you want to help get the word out, we're uh, game for that. 813-239-9663 or uh, by email at dj at org, or... um, You can text at 813-433-0885. In fact, let's read one of our emails. Um, Actually, maybe we'll go to a call first and then go to the email. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF. Hello? Hello? Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF?
5: Oh, that was quick. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm in Largo. Um, I've been hearing that all the animal shelters are full, because of inflation, people can't afford to feed them anymore, and I'm just wondering: is cable TV more important than your pet? Um, cable TV or things like that are luxury. Eating out, so forth, and having a pet is a responsibility, as you know. Yeah. Is there is there any kind of education or you know getting to people? to, you know, try to get them to keep their pet and cut out something else out of their budget instead of their animal.
0: Well, I think, uh, I mean, you raise a very good point, and it's a, it's a question that I hope to devote a, uh, more of a show to uh, with, a, um, with someone that runs a, a key animal uh, control, uh, county animal control thing in the coming weeks, because I've wondered about that very thing, like what is the impact uh, I mean, we're all impacted by a rising prices at the gas station, at the grocery store, pretty much everywhere we go to to buy anything. So, uh-huh. yeah, budgets are shrinking. So, yeah, what what does that mean for some of our uh, some of our pets at home? So, um, mm-hmm. so you're saying basically that people should just uh, re re-examine their budgets and find out where else they can kind of tighten it up and make sure they still have everything they need to look after and care and feed for their uh, their pets. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I think
5: it's more,
0: more important than dining out or watching cable television. Yeah, no, it, it's, certainly for people listening to this show, I think that would be a huge priority, and I think it's a very good point. Like I say, I hope to explore it in more depth. I just like what the actual um, you know, impact is at, at like a shelter that uh, I'm sure has had some serious uh, uh, impact from... Those rising prices and people tightening their belt and say, "Well, maybe we can't adopt right now or even foster right now because, you know, our budget has gone bonkers just in the last several weeks or a couple months." So, uh, uh-huh. so be on the lookout for that. Meanwhile, I appreciate your call, Nikki. Thank you so much.
3: Oh, thank you.
0: Bye bye. All right, this is Talking Animals on WNF. Let's get to one of our um, emailers and again urge you to. Uh, Call in as uh, Nikki did or um, email in to dj at wmnf.org. Nikki called 813 239 9663. Or again, um, it's easier if you just have your hand, phone handy and you want to text. 813 433 885. Probably going to get into some animal news items of my own that may or may not spur some discussion, but uh, meanwhile, I just want to read this email that came in a moment ago. Having had a positive experience as a senior in my 80s adopting an unusually older, parentheses 16, small dog, I would like to encourage people to inquire of such programs. Had observed that mid-sized dogs also seemed less likely to be adopted, but noticed that they, too, walked slower and required less lengthy walks. Perhaps the good workers and volunteers at shelters could call in and encourage seniors about such programs to help give a, a good, quiet home to so many in need. So thank you. Love and support your show. Well, thank you. That's great. Uh, that's a great experience. And again, yeah, some some shelters are doing seniors t- to seniors programs, and it sounds like the idea here is to encourage even more of those. So that's a great, uh, great observation. 813-239-9663 if you'd like to get in on sort of... Kind of like an open phone session today on Talking Animals. We don't have any formal guests, but everybody can be a guest for at least a few minutes. And uh, we're happy to uh, hear from you about whatever is on your mind about animal organizations, events, etc., issues. And um, so I touched on this thing that happened over kind of on my side of the state in South Florida. And I'm um, going to read just part of this at least. Residents in the South Florida community are heartbroken and angry after a young black bear was shot and killed by the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, reports that the Sheriff's Office and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission have conflicting accounts of what led to deputies to shoot the bear that had been roaming Saratoga Lakes Saturday, and it roamed pretty far and wide. And in fact, it came uh, at one point. I didn't. I, w- I wasn't aware of this till after the fact. But it came kind of through our backyard and neighborhood, and people were excited. I mean, people like live where, or at least where I live. Because they like animals and they like wildlife, and uh, but then there was a um, you know major news crew that was called out, and I just thought this this is possibly going to end badly, and sure enough, it did. Um, so just to continue with this account here, one resident stated that the bear was just sitting by the water, quote unquote, and didn't look aggressive at all. Uh, still, the bear soon became pinned up in a tree. Reports show that the Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputy said they were told by wildlife officers to kill the bear if it came down from the tree because of the threat to public safety. Deputy said they waited hours for a trapper to get on scene. However, deputies say uh, FWC then changed the plan and said to just keep um, just to keep an eye on the bear until it climbed down and wandered off on its own. And then, according to the incident report, the bear was first wounded on its side and then uh, fatally shot. So, anyways, a lot of controversy about this and how it was handled, and um, we'll probably track that uh, in the coming editions of the show. So let's see if we can take another call. Hi, you're on, hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF? Yes. Uh, good morning, sir. Hi. What is your name, sir? I'm Bill. Hi, Bill. Yeah,
5: hi. Uh, I just had a, a question. Maybe we can have a guest on from uh, the folks at PEDA. I see all the construction going on around town, but I don't see any vehicles. that can say PETA on it, relocating animals, uh, and I think that's what their cause is. Uh, can can you explain what happens to the animals that are being displaced by the construction?
0: Um, the, the construction where specifically, Bill?
5: Uh, well, the building construction, the housing.
0: Oh, you mean just generally, or? Oh, sure, it's all over the place. Right, I see. Yeah, and you're saying that PETA should address that? Well, but what is their purpose? Well, I'm sorry, go ahead, say that one more time. See, I,
5: I don't know what their purpose is. If they're, for the protection of animals, I thought those, uh the wildlife, the birds, and uh, whatever other, the deer and so forth, those animals should be uh, looked after. Uh, are they relocating them, or what are they? I, that's what I'm saying. You should have a representative From PETA, that can explain just what they do for the funds they get.
0: I see, because you 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 feel like it's up to PETA to uh, rein in or even uh, stop the kind of construction that you're describing that's going on that's displacing the animals.
5: No, I'm not saying it's not the construction, but uh, relocate or look after them. What is it that they do? I guess is the question.
0: Right, and I'm just curious why 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 do you focus on PETA in particular when there there's any number of other organizations that um, you know could have sort of the same uh, responsibility, I guess, in, in the way that you view it.
5: Yeah, if you're going to take up the cause, uh, but you don't see anything occurring because of it, then then what good is the cause?
0: <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah, well, for what that's
5: is that's my only question. I'm not, you know, I'm not um, putting anything upon them except I, I don't see them or I don't see uh, anything that says PETA on it or anybody with a, a shirt that says PETA or or maybe that's not the right organization. Perhaps there's some other organization that would be better suited to address that.
0: Right. Well, uh, for what it's worth, we have had uh, people from PETA, including uh, the, 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 f- the co-founder of their organization, Ingrid Nuclear, on at least a couple times over the years. And, uh, um, well, uh, we didn't really talk about construction, I have to be honest. So uh, I'm not quite sure why your focus for PETA is the construction, but uh, the next time somebody from PETA is on, I'll be happy to raise that with them, absolutely.
5: Okay, I'll tell you why. Uh, I live in my Lake. And in my area here, I can go maybe a half mile in any direction and see at least three new construction sites. So as far as I can see, it's probably a minimum of 10 acres each that are just stripped bare. The land is stripped bare,
0: yeah. and
5: the plastic sheeting is around there, and the construction is going on. And I, uh, I don't see any trees left, so that tells me that none of them must have been uh, something that had to be preserved or, or looked after or, you know, that they're protected. Uh, so that's, that's as far as the, uh, the uh, uh, trees go. But as far as the animals, there had to be birds and things that lived there. What happened to them?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this this is reasonable. I think I think there may, may be some other groups that deal more uh, in a focused way with uh, conservation, habitat change, whatever that might be uh, uh, good to focus our efforts on. But, um, but like I say, we have had PETA, um, including all the way up to Ingrid Newkirk on at least twice over the years, and uh, others from, from PETA in one capacity or another. So we'll be happy to next time they're on again to to raise this uh, spe- specific question. Do
5: have a third question to ask? Sure. Go ahead. No, no. I say, isn't that a fair question? There. Oh,
0: yeah. I just, I just I still not quite sure why PETA would be the ones to ask about it when they, when their focus is really elsewhere. But there's certainly other organizations that deal with conservation, habitat change, and removal, et cetera, So I think that's probably better aimed at, at them. But yeah. I'd be happy to raise it with PETA as well the next time they're on the show.
5: I've always found that if you ask a question and you don't have the answer, the second question is perhaps you know someone who does. Can you refer somebody?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works. There you go. All right, Bill. Well, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it.
5: Thank you for the show, sir.
0: Thank you. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF.
6: Oh, hi. Yes, I'd just like to address the high cost of um, pet food. Somebody had called in. And um, I'd like to tell everybody that when you go to the pet stores, you can get, you know, the app. And uh, sign up, and you get all kind of coupons, and, um, like, you fill out your pet's birthday and, you know, all kind of stuff. And then they send you a coupon for, can I say, the, a price, like $10 off or something.
0: And and what what is the, the app that you're referring to? Because this sounds well, like... Well,
6: you go into any pet store.
0: Oh, I see. So it's the app that that particular pet store has, you mean.
6: Yeah, you go I in see. and you sign up. And then when you go back to the store, um, like I go to Pet Supplies Plus up here on Fifty Four in mm-hmm. Luke's, and you go into the store, you just give them your phone number, and then they look it up and they say, "Oh, you have five dollars off." And then a um, pet sit for some people who have their dogs. You know, they bought food for. They had to have this special vet food, you know, for their dogs. They, it had sur- urinary tract surgery and I mean it was just astronomical yeah little bitty bag so um, I called around and petco has actually a vet service one of the stores and you can go in and you bring your your um, prescription and you can get prescription food and then get the you know uh, you get the coupons and, in some, and then it's like buy nine, get one free, mm-hmm. you know, all kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's great.
6: Also, and also the a main thing to do is when you look at the dates, the expired dates, they won't sell it if it's expired, but if it's going to expire in about a month, they'll usually give it to you for 75% off.
0: Right. So it sounds like there are ways to... Um... Maneuver around some of the, the, the rising costs of everything, including, you know, pet food. Yeah, because yeah, uh,
6: I, I personally can't go, like, to the grocery store and buy myself, grocery, you know, food and afford to buy, you know, what how much the, a bag of pet food costs. Yeah. And I think the pet stores would be a lot more expensive because, you know, but they're not.
0: Right, well, this like sounds like this really kind of helps address the thing that Nikki called in earlier about, that that there are ways to shave mm-hmm. some costs off pet food to still, even with everybody's yeah, bu- yeah. budget and going. they
6: always have, almost all of them have a, a pile of food, you know, bags of food that are on clearance, you know, because they're about to expire or they're not, you know, they've discontinued them, you know. Yeah. So um, it, there's all kind of ways to get to get pet food
0: well that's great sounds want- like you've uh, really developed some expertise in this realm so I really appreciate you sharing that with yeah, the, me and my listeners for
6: a long time because I you know it's really really hard to especially if you have really picky eater cats that only like you know yeah. <laughs> like red redford salmon
0: <laughs> wow yeah, well this isn't this isn't the time to be a picky eater for sure, but uh sounds like you've got some good solutions generally. So thank you again for your call.
6: Okay, and thank you so much for the show. I'm really enjoying
0: it. Oh thanks. Appreciate that. Okay, this is Talking Animals on WMNF. Again, we're uh inviting all kinds of callers and emailers and texters to uh uh weigh in with uh comments, suggestions, uh, promoting events, promoting organizations, um uh suggestions about and how to deal with some of the rising prices and what that might do to people, uh, on a tighter budget with their animals and, uh, all kinds of other things. So, we're gonna, uh, read a, uh, A little bit longer email than we typically would, but we'll do that, and then we're going to hear an animal song. So this uh, says, this is uh, Suzanne with Florida Voices for Animals, but today I'd like to talk to you about St. Francis Rescue. I've been volunteering with them for two years. We trap feral cats, get them spayed and neutered. If they're social, we foster them to be adopted. If they're feral, we get their ear clipped and put them back out into their community with a feeder if anybody in the tampa bay area has a feral cat problem please go to the website st and fill out the form for help most rescues are full as far as fostering but we are happy to help curb the overpopulation of cats and kittens if any of your listeners could possibly open their homes and their hearts to help foster please get in touch with any of us or any rescue the need is dire at this time, and don't forget to spay and neuter your pets, and be sure to microchip them. Thank you. So thank you, Stan. That's great. Very helpful. And again, the uh, website is SaintFrancisRescue.org to look into that option specifically. All right, so let's get into um, an animal song. Singer-songwriter Steve Forbert has been around for decades and is still making terrific music, and uh, we have a new song of his called What's a Dog Think? Again, courtesy of Fabulous Flea. This one's... Coming up now on Talking Animals on WNF, and we hope to hear back from you in the meantime at 813-239-9663. Email dj at wmnf.org or text 813-433-0885. Thanks. <laughs>
4: floor. What's that random forward, backward noisy, non-stop motion for? What's that dog think you're doing as you cross the lawn once more? Walking to and fro all day behind that other thing that roars. You walk in, the lights come on. You walk out the place grows dark. If a stranger gets too close outside, you
0: new music from steve forbert with what's a dog think here on talking animals on WMNF, and uh we still have a nice slice of time here for people to get involved in the show you can call 813-239-9663 if you have a question as our uh, i believe our next caller does and uh, or a comment and um Or anything we should know about an organization, a benefit uh, adoption event coming up, other things, your opinion on some animal issues, including if you heard the uh, story about how the bear situation went down over in South Florida, anything else, Uh, 813-239-9663, email dj at wmnf.org, or text 813-433-0885. So we do have another caller now. So hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF. Yes, Duncan. I
7: live out in the country. My nearest neighbors are cows. Used to be orange groves, but they took the orange groves out and just put grass in there. I see. Now, now, what I've noticed is I don't see any more raccoons. I don't see any more possums. I don't even think the squirrels have left us. And I would leave food out for them, table scraps, stuff like that. Is there anything I shouldn't be feeding wild animals is what I'm asking.
0: Well that is um, that is a good question because one of the things we uh, discussed just on the fact on the very sh- last week's show um, uh, possums in particular, for example, we had an expert on possums last week, and um, what I didn't realize until I read her uh, Huff, Huff post piece and she's got a new book out uh, um, was how delicate. Uh, trying to feed or otherwise look after a possum might be. I mean, you know, they're a wild animal that really needs to remain wild. So Exactly, exactly. So I think that probably holds for the other animals you mentioned as well. I mean, uh, one of our callers earlier in the show is an expert actually on raccoons. I don't know if she's still listening. She can um, maybe call back in or email in at dj at org. But I think just generally... The minute you start trying to put scraps of food or other stuff for these wild animals that may or may not be in their normal diet, I think the the risk is that they're gonna get sick, they're gonna develop some kind of reaction and yeah. um so uh I, I don't think that necessarily accounts for the, the disappearance that you note, but I think um you know I don't think we want to necessarily add to anything like that by by feeding them as much as you might be well intentioned in doing. Yeah, so. well,
7: I was just wondering if it was any, if there was anything that would hurt them because they do feed on garbage. I, I was so happy about three weeks ago when something actually had gotten into the garbage, but then I found out it might have been the dog. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just uh, so few wild animals around, so few insects and stuff like that. I was just I was trying to encourage them being around and hopefully give them food for their young or whatever
0: so you, if you're out in the wild i guess the, the the issue that came up in an earlier part of the, the show didn't necessarily apply here which is that with so much construction and development going on that's obviously eradicating a lot of animals because their their habitats are being turned upside down so i guess that's probably not the case of, in, you, in your situation, it sounds like you're kind of in a more remote area where there's not that kind of construction or development going on. Is that right? Yeah, well,
7: it's in a on a, a road that's
0: full of rich people. And okay. We,
7: we have the old farmhouse, and uh, the thing is, there are a lot of fields around, and they aren't constructing on them yet. They may eventually, but I was just hoping to encourage the animals to stick around. Yeah. I think a lot of the I think a lot of the food by the time morning comes around, the crows eat it. So, that's we have lots of crows.
0: Okay, well there you go. So that that population sounds like it's robust because it sounds yeah. like they're uh, they're pouncing on any offerings right away and, and not maybe suffering any ill effects.
7: Yeah, there's one crow I think that watches the back of my property, and if I come out, and leave anything, it lets everybody else know.
0: Yeah, well, one thing that I think you probably have learned, too, that I, I found out years ago, and we've done a couple of shows on it, is how incredibly intelligent crows and any yeah. birds in that family are. So I'm sure you're yeah. right that they've been watching and looking for their opportunity and swooping in and having a good breakfast. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he hangs around, and then he,
7: if I leave something out, he comes and looks at it. Yeah. And then he goes to the top of the tree and starts crowing. Okay, and, uh, as, as but, crows are wont yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's at least one thing, because I was just wondering, where are the raccoons, where are the possumas?
0: Okay, uh, Jim, here, here's something, the late-breaking thing. I, I mentioned the um, the rehabilitator that called in on a different matter, the uh, the, the uh, rodent um, birth control. I yeah. don't know if you're listening then. But anyways, <laughs> her name is Catherine, and you can contact her on Facebook at 411 Raccoon Solutions, and she can at least guide you probably on the raccoon part of that in terms of what they can and cannot eat and that, that might help you at least uh, specifically. 411 on raccoon. raccoon Solution? Yeah, f- four, yeah okay. just go to Facebook yep. and 411 Raccoon Solutions, and that'll put you that in touch with Kathy. Thank you very much. Okay, Jim, thank, thank you. Thank you for Appreciate having you. this program. Thank you. Enjoy Appreciate it. it. Hi, you're on Talking Animals on WMNF. This is Robin, Um Yeah, the comment about,
8: you know, I was wondering maybe in the future, you could do a show on uh, on dog on nutrition because you know there's such a why we've been you've been talking about food or some of the callers have and you know I try to with my dogs I, I think I'm using what I think is a very good kibble called Nutrisource it has no byproduct, no chicken byproducts or animal byproducts and uh, I put a topper of raw food on about maybe on top of it uh, maybe 30 percent of the total and then I also use like uh, a multivitamin. And, you know, you want to do the best by your dogs, but I know it can be expensive. Uh, the store I go to, if I could mention, is in Temple Terrace. It's a mom-and-pop store called uh, Pet Wise. And uh, they actually have a really good deal there. I'm not going to say a price, but if you buy five bags, you get a free bag. And that wow. can really help out.
0: Yeah. That's a great yeah, deal. And,
8: yeah, and they're very knowledgeable there. So, you know, you can actually up your quality of the dog food, Uh by by going doing that, but yeah. So maybe if you could have a nutritionist on an animal nutritionist, yeah, to talk about that.
0: Yeah, I, that's that's a great idea because I've been sort of one of the things I you know every so often you see things about a recall on on pet food, and I've been thinking okay I got to do something like that, but maybe it could be more more broadly about pet nutrition, and then have a sub subtopic about what goes yeah, no, wrong.
8: Yeah, so there's that there's that controversy uh, that actually my vet went one way on it. And then she went the other way, which is, you know, the grain-free, uh, grain-free, uh, food versus, uh, you know, something that has, um, uh, you know, some more like carbohydrates in it, like rice or something. Yeah. And, and I don't use the grain-free, I thought about it, but my vet said not to, so I use a, a it's a lamb meal and then it's got, you know, like brown rice and some other things, but, um. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's a you know obviously there's a lot of angles to approach it, but that that would be great.
0: Yeah, all right, well that's a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that in the near future. Uh, so. Okay,
8: thanks a lot. Was it, was it, sorry,
0: was it Rob or Robin? Rob, I Rob, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Thanks, and Rob. By the your...
8: way, I have foxes out here. I see possums sometimes, but I have a family of foxes on my property and. The two were chasing each other around in my backyard today, so it's uh, a no disaster. We still have wildlife.
0: (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, that's And and the foxes are super playful if they're comfortable there, which sounds like they are, so that's great.
8: Yeah, I try to keep my dogs away from them because the one will definitely chase them. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no doubt. All right, Rob. Thank you so much for your call. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So uh, here's something uh, of a news item, Florida base, and of course there's always something Python-related, but I just wanted to... uh, Briefly read at least this account. Researchers with the Conservancy of Southwest Florida have captured the largest Burmese python ever recorded in the state. It took three people to carry the massive snake, which weighed a jaw-dropping 215 pounds and measured 17 feet 7 inches in length. So um, that's... uh, I mean, I guess the uh, the python problem is not abating at all because that uh, seems like, obviously, um, hard to even imagine a, a python that big. So that was uh, indeed record-setting. Now, on a, on a more positive note, because one of the things we've talked about many, many, many times over the years on Talking Animals is declawing and, of course, urging people to never, never, never uh, have their cats undergo the declaw surgery. And we've had Dr. Jennifer Conrad of the Paw Project gone several times specifically to, to sort of highlight that. And she's been responsible for a lot of the legislation that's happened in various parts of the country to um, uh, make declaw surgery uh, illegal. So I couldn't help but notice that the uh, L.A. Times um, ran an editorial just, I guess, two, three days ago, maybe, uh, urging the California Legislative Assembly uh, to support Bill 2606, sponsored, in fact, by the PAW Project, by the way, uh, which would um, prevent declaw surgery. I think there were two or three uh, exceptions that were uh, allowed into that bill. Um, but uh, that's, a, that's a good thing to see because, again, declaw surgery, if you're not for some reason, if you haven't heard us talk about it on the show or you don't know much about it, It's um, it sounds simpler and nicer than it is, but it's not really a nail trim. It's uh, amputating uh, the basically the equivalent of the fingers at the first knuckle, and then the cats are hobbled and have trouble functioning in the litter box and all kinds of horrible things happen. So anyway, we've been long sort of on the side of preventing declaw surgery whenever possible, and more and more states are actually starting to implement that exact kind of legislation. So we're in our final moments here of talking animals with kind of an open phone format, inviting you to call in at 813-239-9663 or DJ, uh, send an email to dj at org. And um, also you have the option, of course, if it's just easier and you got your phone handy and you'd like to text a comment or a question or a thought based on something we've already discussed or something you just think we should know about or, or be aware of, 813-433-0885. And... Um, I think we're going to step in right now to the uh, Comedy Corner with a piece from the late, great Robert Schimmel. And it's uh, part of a piece, in fact, called Punching a Shark in the Nose in today's Comedy Corner on Talking Animals on WMNF.
9: My brother scuba dives. He goes, oh, you know what you do if a shark's bothering you? Bothering? (laughs) You need to look in a dictionary, (laughs) pal. It really bothers me when you shear my legs off at the hips. I find it very bothersome to get back to shore with my torso snapped in half. He said, what you do is you let the shark get up to you and then you punch him in the face. Yeah, and then when that doesn't work, you poke him in the eye with your stump. Punch a shark? What if he wasn't even going to attack you? What if he's just curious and he's swimming by and he goes... Hey, what the... What'd you do that for? I thought you were going to attack me. I'm going to now. I was going to let you go, but the other sharks are watching. It doesn't look good now.
0: That's a great, late, great Robert Schimmel in today's Comedy Corner with a portion of a piece called Punching a Shark in the Nose, taken from one of his live performances. So this is Talking Animals on WMNF. I'm Duncan Strauss. And uh, today, if you're just tuning in a bit late... Uh, welcome, first of all, and uh, we've set aside the usual format to invite people to call in 813-239-9663 for uh, any um, comments about an animal organization that they might be part of or lead or volunteer at or any upcoming fundraisers, adoption events, etc., um, any pending legislation like the, um, the cat declaw we talked about just a moment ago pending in California. Or just to highlight an issue that uh, may have gone under notice that we haven't, you haven't heard discussed on the show that should be, uh, or anything else animal-related that uh, that comes to mind. So 813-239-9663, or uh, email dj at org, or again, you can text uh, 813-433-0885. So uh, now, I'm sure you probably knew this, but this Friday is... Take your dog to work day, and I think it's—I um, don't forget how many years this has been the case, but uh, I think at least twenty something. And um, so, if you want to call in or write in, say you know how you plan to celebrate that are you taking your dog to work. Do you work at home? And then I guess they're already there. But if you are taking your dog to work, what's that like? And uh, what's the policy at your uh, company? And and how are you going to celebrate that? Because that's it's a major major holiday for some of us, right? 813-239-9663. And I saw this just kind of scouring some animal news uh, before I went on the air. I'm going to read a, bit, a little bit of this. This is from Raleigh, North Carolina. Almost a year after a venomous zebra cobra escaped in a North Raleigh neighborhood, making national headlines, City Council met on Tuesday to discuss a ban on dangerous and wild animals inside city limits. The council voted 5-3 to three to move toward Forward with the Dangerous Wild Animal Ordinance with another vote planned for July. The ordinance would ban residents of the city from owning lions, tigers, wolves, monkeys, hybrids or crossbeads and medically significant venomous snakes like the zebra, cobra. Um, Surprised that sometimes those kind of legislation, that kind of legislation doesn't already exist in places but um, sometimes they're um, still being developed as they are here. So city residents who currently own the animals subject to the ban will be allowed to keep them, but they must register with animal control and pay a fee, and it goes on from there. So um, keep an eye on that, too, because that seems significant just given the kind of animals that are involved and are at stake. So I think we're going to also move on to uh, name that animal Tune, and... um, As the prize, we'll be offering uh, something fabulous from the Talking Animals vault to the first person who calls 813-239-9663 and correctly identifies this animal song. It's named an animal tune on Talking Animals on (laughs) WMNF. Maybe we'll take a call or two to see if people can identify this animal song. Hi, you're live on Talking Animals on WMNF. Can you name that animal, tune? Yeah, it's Arius
3: Lamar.
0: Okay, that's great. What is your name, sir? Uh, Andrew. Okay, Andrew, I'm going to come back after the show. And uh, if you don't mind holding and get your information and send you off something cool, uh, some little animal trinket from the Talking Animals Vault. Okay, we will do. I'll put you on hold. Thank you. All right, because we have just about reached the end of today's edition of Talking Animals on WMNF Tampa. Next Wednesday, my guest will be Mark Reinfeld, a noted vegan chef, author, and teacher, who will discuss courses he's offering coming up uh, over the summer, including August's four-week vegan cooking immersion, a uh, six-part introduction to successful plant-based living, as well as a three-day in-person vegan culinary jam session with uh, with, chef, with Chef Mark Reinfeld. So uh, he's been a guest on the show in the past, and uh, we usually have a good fun conversation and um, So he's got some great classes and uh, both online and in person on the horizon. So I invite you to join me for that conversation with the uh, Chef Reinfeld. Also invite you to visit talkhamls.net for audio archives of every show we've ever broadcast Apple Podcasts are available there too as well as on other podcast platforms there are also links to our social media of one kind or another so Facebook Twitter Instagram etc and you can also uh, subscribe to our newsletter to find out about guests two or three days beforehand or other news from the Talking Animals world that's all found at TalkingAnimals.net I'm Duncan Strauss. Thanks very much for listening. Have a good week. Be kind to animals. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. And thanks to everybody who called in or wrote in. I appreciate it. It's uh, Again, I'd like to give this opportunity once every year or two just to mix it up a little bit and get some voices on here that we wouldn't typically necessarily have or that we've overlooked somehow. So I appreciate it. So. This is Talking Animals on WNF Tampa, Brandon, Clearwater, Largo, WikiWatchie, and beyond. Scott Elliott is up next after NPR News headlines. Stay tuned for that. Always an amazing show. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday on Talking Animals with Chef Renfield on Talking Animals WNF Tampa. Thanks.